I'm ready now. Are you guys ready? For the listener at home, uh, a group of 20 or so people have affirmed, uh, confirmed rather, their, their uh, intent to move forward by a brief, silent, affirmative head nod. That's for the listeners at home. Sometimes I have to set the scene. And let me set the scene right now. So um, we are uh, sitting in the back gallery of uh, the back room of the M Gallery. Um, and uh, we're joined by Stephanie Gilchrist, who works toward the Youngstown Business Incubator, but more specifically runs the Women's Entrepreneurship Program, amongst many other responsibilities and roles and keeping Kostler in line on a daily basis. That's impossible. Which is impossible, <laughs> but you know, uh, it is a, a, thankless, you know, a, a thanked effort, nevertheless. Someone's got to keep him in mind, and I hope he listens to this. Please make sure he listens to this. We love you, Jim. Okay, so um, Stephanie, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself other than what I just said. Ah, so again, I'm Stephanie Gilchrist. Um, I work for the Youngstown Business Incubator. I've been there for two years, but prior to the incubator, I am um, YSU alum currently pursuing my um, executive MBA program through Strayer University. Um, some past history before coming to YBI, I gave seven years to Verizon Wireless. And um, prior to that, helped my husband build a business on the south side of Youngstown called Ryan's Chair Barber and Beauty Salon. And we've been in existence probably almost 20 years now at our Glenwood location, kind of a pillar in the community, uh, which I'm really proud about. So a lot of my experience with running the Women's Entrepreneurship Program came through not only my educational experience, but also through helping him run that business. So a bit of the practical, a bit of the, the, the academic, uh, balancing that out to, to create this program. Now, you, you've done a, a lot of different things, as you just said, and I'm sure you bring a lot of insight and value to the Women's Entrepreneurship Program. Um, can you detail a little bit about that program and uh, who the participants generally are and maybe some of the some of the types of businesses that they're starting or are interested in starting? Absolutely. So the Women in Entrepreneurship Program, we affectionately call that WE. So the WE program, let's see, started. We, you. I you, think. me, equals yeah. we. And together. Yes. <laughs> together. together. <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> So we start, the YBI actually started the program last year. Um, two young ladies uh, at the organization, Colleen Kelly and Brittany Housel, actually had this vision to start a program for women. At the YBI, if a lot of you all do not know, the Youngstown Business Incubator is strictly technology-based. So if you have a business that is not technology-based, it was unfortunate we couldn't help. Um, being that the majority of our staff is women uh, ruled, I should say. Um, Jim, for the longest, was truly the minority, and he hated the conversations that would go on. He would walk out the room because he's like, "Why, why?" <laughs> um, but so, so of course, our passion came towards women. Um, and then we had two women that owned companies, and some women that owned companies in the portfolio building, and they felt the same way. Why don't we have more to support women? So they had the idea of, well, let's put it out there and see. Let's put a call out to women and see if they would be interested in the program. The call came back massive. They just asked a question. And I think we had like 500 women in the community respond within 24 hours, like, yes, there's a need. Yes. 
So thus we started the WE program. At the time I was doing something else, which is Tech Block Building 5. When I came onto the YBI, that was my project and my baby. Um, they knew my passion to help women. Um, I had this thing or this neck where I said my, my chair in my office should become a couch. Cause it seemed like every woman would leave my office crying by the time I got through talking with them. But good tears, good tears. <laughs> tears of joy. Um, so they felt that, that I had that compassion, I guess, to help women, which was something I always wanted to do because before coming to the incubator, I, was, I do have something called the Dream Activator, which was something I was gonna start myself to help the women in our community with their businesses. So the WE program was born and we have been flying high every since. We have women coming to us that, I'm, they're so excited because it doesn't matter what the business is. You know, you don't have to be technology-based. If it's a clothing store, if it's a facial product, um, if it's your own shops at Liberty, and if it's uh, your lavish essentials, um, you're more than welcome to come, Carmela Marie. I mean, it didn't matter what product, we were there to help you. Carmela was on the podcast and she spoke so highly of the WE program and um, how it, it's driven her to really formalize her business. And, you know, she actually talked about a lot of the successes that she had. And, you know, she, she essentially developed skincare products. Mm -hmm. And now she's popping up in all of these different retail outlets. Is she in yours? Okay, see, there you go. And, um, you know, do you feature everyone's products? Just about. <laughs> I'm going to make something. And you, you, if you haven't been, you have to go. <laughs> yeah, I That's the so. place to go. Uh, but, um, yeah, she spoke so highly of the program, and she got a lot out of it. But like any student, the more you put in, the more you get out of it. Absolutely. And, you know, your program, for as beneficial as it is to aspiring entrepreneurs, it, I think it can also be a mechanism through which people learn what they don't want to do. Yeah. You know? Um, so we'll round about back to the successes because that's always the easiest thing to talk about. But mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, just by definition, is hard. It is. You know, it is hard. It's a lifestyle choice. I mean, and you're risking your health at times <laughs> and you're risking your relationships and everything. Um, can you talk a little bit, a bit about the, the ups and downs of of some of the participants in the program and some of the trials and tribulations that they go through? Absolutely. So a lot of times I, I believe in pushing women to, to live out that dream and purpose that they have. Um, there, there are two P's that definitely come with entrepreneurship and that's your passion and the profit. You cannot operate your passion without profit eventually. So for women entrepreneurs, what I found to be the toughest road they face is funding. When it comes to the money, um, great ideas, but the lows always come when the money is low. They, they're trying to balance opening up a business, but then taking care of their families as well. Because we have women who are single mothers that come to us. Um, we have women who, who are married, but in today's society, unfortunately, you need dual income to make it. Um, and sadly, why was Youngstown noted as one of the top cities for the lowest wages gaps when it came to women and men in the nation? I think we were ranked number 11 according to MSN recently. So of course you need that dual income. So the biggest issue that we see faced when it comes to women in entrepreneurship is that money piece. They can't afford to stop working. 
They, they don't know how to balance, okay, well, I gotta go to work, feed my family, make sure our family is together, but then this passion is calling me and I, I gotta make this work. So it, it's just a balancing act that I think is the biggest struggle, especially financially for these women. And so we have to figure out what we can do as a community and a lot of us who are leaders in, in the community to, to get a fund going to, to help these women out. One thing I would say, when a lot of women sit down and say, I wanna start a business, Okay, do you have an idea? Yes, and this is my idea. So the question I ask is, how bad do you want it? Because you are going to have struggles. If you're saying, I wanna open a business, I don't want anyone else telling me what to do, I don't wanna work nine to five anymore, well, that's not gonna happen. As an entrepreneur, someone's always telling you what to do, and that's that customer. It may not be the CEO or the boss, but now you have to answer to the customer. No longer can you check in nine to five, it's 24 seven. <laughs> you know, you, you'll be up at 3 a.m. because something's hitting you. I gotta get this done, I gotta get this product out. I gotta get this proposal um, written. I gotta get the business plan together. Another thing that I think is a misconception a lot of times is the risk that you will take. You will max out your credit cards. Money doesn't fall from the sky. So you do have to find that additional funding and, and you have to come up with asking your family and friends that, uh, that uncomfortable question of can I borrow? Can we partner in this venture? Um, so there are a lot of misconceptions when, when starting a business and women, I think a lot of times we do not, um, we get it a lot harder, unfortunately, than the men do when it comes to that, that aspect of it. Um, you know, I was, flat, I was having flashbacks as you were talking <laughs> to, when, to when I started my practice. And you know, um, to, just to, for the benefit of the audience, um, when I started my practice, so with like a thousand dollars and I, I ran a service-based business mm -hmm. and you know I would say three or four years in I was starting to have like nightmares every single night about deadlines and <laughs> I'd wake up in a cold sweat and and you know those types of things happen to come along with success right and having people you're responsible for um, but I never asked anyone for for anything for any money or anything I just I just did it um, and, you know, I got to a point where, you know, I wanted to build some business credit um, because, you know, through my research and lack of practical experience, I realized, oh, that's something I need to do, build up credit for my business mm -hmm. so that I can take on larger loans. I took out a $12,000 loan um, with a moderate interest rate. Okay. And it took me four years to pay it off at $300 a month. Mm -hmm. And... I gotta tell you, like, it was one of the hardest things to do. Mm -hmm. And $12,000 in the grand scheme of things is not nothing. Right. Nothing. And it took me four years to, to pay that off. I mean, I decided not to be aggressive in, in paying it off because if you're aggressive and you pay off, you know, $6,000 of it, and then the next month you have $0, you're still gonna be penalized. Mm -hmm. So I was very conservative in that approach, but still, it hurt. Yeah. Oh, it hurt. And, you know, when it, I didn't get, I don't feel like I got what I wanted out of it. Like, yeah, I have decent business credit now, but I'm sure as hell not taking out a loan ever again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I'm sure some of the, some of the ladies in the WE program, you know, maybe want to start businesses that depend on loans. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a terrifying prospect. So, 
um, they do have to reach out to, to their families and some you know potential investors. How do you coach them through that? Like, what's the entry point? Like, how do you even start a conversation like that? What are your recommendations? Um, I would say a lot of times before you go to them, I think what's important is to have your own business goals set, um, which comes a lot of times with the business plan. That's what I always direct a lot of the women to go to first, is sit down and go through your plan. What are your goals? And know what your projections will be financially over the next couple years. So show people, even yourself, where you plan to be in the next couple years. Then it's easier to sell to an investor. It's easier to sell the idea to your family or friends. You can't say to them, I have an idea and I'm going, and then a lot of times with your family, friends, they're, they're going to say, yeah, 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 we heard this before with this last thing. You still owe me $100 from that, or you still owe me. So you really have to go in prepared knowing what you want to do, define your goals, and be clear about your expectations yourself before you go present to someone else. So I think it's very important that they know their overall goal and set those goals in writing and do that business plan, come up with those numbers and what you don't know, ask someone. Um, I think mentors are very important during the startup process. Um, to have someone who's been where, you, where you're trying to go to help coach you through that process as well. So a lot of times women do say, you know, I don't, I don't feel comfortable asking my family. So I'll watch, and I have watched some of them really struggle through some things and let things go personally that scared me um, because they believe so much in their passion. And at that point, I'm like, let me get on board with her because now I have to really make sure that she succeeds at this and that she gets connected with the right people because she's sacrificing a lot of things for her dreams. So I think it's just, but at the same time, you have to know where you're going. You have to know those numbers and those targets. Yeah, without that sort of guiding light, you're kind of floating around. Right. What are some of the, generally speaking, what are the types of businesses the, the, the ladies in the, in the WE program are, are they, what are they starting? What types of businesses? Oh, wow. Um, so we have a couple of cool, I have a lot of them that are starting some great businesses. Brag about so, them. Brag okay, about I could brag about them. <laughs> Um, so, of course, you already know about Carmela. You already know um, there's a young girl named um, Dee Michelle who started the Youngstown Sophisticate, which is a, a magazine to highlight the young, local entrepreneurs. And you know what? I actually have to comment on that because as a graphic designer, I saw the first one, and it's like, you know, I really applaud her efforts in what she's trying to do. I think it's great. Um, and then I saw the second issue, and they're worlds apart. Yeah. Like, you can see the growth in that product between two issues. It's right. Great. Yeah, and, and she's continuing to grow. I, I, and I thank people like yourself and those who are movers and shakers in our community who have opened up their doors and their arms to the women in our program. It's not, they don't just say, oh, Stephanie, whatever you need, call me, and then never pick up the phone. These women are in it for the long, like Ellie Platt, like a ceremony from Jet Creek. I mean, these women... They are diehards with me, and they make sure these women get what they need in the program. So I'm just honored for our community as a whole. Um, but anyway, let me talk about the women. So then we have um, a young lady in our program who has a water store. She's in Alliance, Ohio. She's trying to expand to Youngstown, Ohio. Love it. She has a whole filtration system that she created herself. 
Um, she could put it in your house, commercial, um, I mean, alkaline water, whatever you want. It, it's just like mind blowing her mind. And it, you should have her go out to Michigan. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and she definitely, she definitely needs that. And I think that kind of sparked her as well when she saw that last. She's like, okay, this is it. I'm officially opening up this water store. And as a woman-owned business, she actually has an advantage. Uh, right. You know, especially when it comes to government contracts. Absolutely. And so, yeah. So yesterday, I was honored to meet with some folks from the government um, to kind of tag team on that too. So. So I always try to make sure that we're connected with those folks who have those big contracts. So if you come to my door and say, hey, I'm a woman that owns this, I can say, hey, the government needs, government needs this, and I'll connect them. So that's always a plus. Um, who else do we have? We had a young lady who, who's an occupational therapy uh, therapist, and she started a business called Living on My Own Solutions to help those who do not want to have their parents or their, children's with this, their children with disabilities go into a home, but stay at home. So she, does, she hires an outside contractor to come in and they do everything necessary so that person can stay home. I have another young lady who does the professional coding. And these two young ladies are not young in age, but they're young in heart. And I love them because they're die hard. The other one's professional coding. She, she knew the laws changed every 12 months. And a lot of doctors' offices and hospitals were not getting paid because they weren't able to get the coding done in proper time. So she started a business, and then a big company found out about her and, and wanted to, to talk to her a little bit about her business and bring her on board. Um, then we have Marissa, someone like a Marissa who has the shop at Liberty Street, who, who hosts a ton of local talent and artisans. And Take a bow. Take a bow. <laughs> who's phenomenal and really is, she has the heart of our community and really trying to help not just herself, but she's about helping other women as well. Then I have Cassandra who's here tonight, who's actually coming to our new class that starts in September. And she has um, Your Lavish Essentials, which is body products. And what else do you have, Cassandra? Tell us. Um, soaps, lotions, and intimate goodies. Soaps, lotions, and intimate goodies. Ooh. Don't read into the tone of how I said that. We'll find out more about that later on in the class, but she, <laughs> she has, um, so she's joining our class. So we have women like her that's, that's coming on board. Um, then our next class, we have Redhead Wine that's coming. She's producing her own wine. And, and so, yeah, so we, we have some interesting women. So when I say we're all over, the place when it comes to women and entrepreneurship, we are really all over the place. We are really pumping this uh, community. And then Sarah, I can't forget Sarah, who's a nonprofit. I know Sarah, she's, we're gonna pull it out of you. We're gonna pull it out of you. Um, she came to me one day, she said, I'm shy, Stephanie. And so I don't like to be, and I was like, oh, well, the WE family, we're live. And so <laughs> we'll pull it out of you. I don't know, honey. We'll pull it out. Should she do a podcast? She should do a podcast and talk about her Sign business. Up. Sign up. <laughs> Look, she's like, oh, no, not me. Yes, Sarah, you can. So, um, so yeah, she's, she has a whole um, nonprofit to help with eradicating homelessness and poverty in our community. She's done a lot of work with YNBC and TAF. Um, the tap promise. So she's just phenomenal. So I, I mean, when I say we have some great folks coming on board and we, we work with some great women, I mean, absolutely we do. And I love that they're, they're, they're homegrown. They are. Absolutely. And more to that point, they're not necessarily leaving. No. You know, they're staying here. I mean, they made 
for a outward to, to do a job here and there, but like their home base is here. Right. Um, can you talk a little bit about the, the, that passion to, to stay here, to, to start, to cultivate their business and really launch it and see it grow here in Youngstown? Where okay. are they staying? Most of the women, I believe, have a passion for the city and they see the potential that this city has and they do not want to walk away from it. There's so much opportunity and growth here in Youngstown, Ohio, um, especially when it comes to starting up a business. I mean, you can't beat the cost of production. You can't beat the cost of, of um, rental when it comes to space. So there are a lot of benefits to here, but I think that for the most part, these women are born and raised here and they're not going anywhere. They're not trying to go to a New York City because some of them could and really grow and expand, but it's about doing what they love here at home. And they don't need to, to leave. They can sell to New York, they can right. sell to Florida. E-commerce. E-commerce, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it, it, is, it is great to, to see these businesses start here and, and thrive and, and grow, and um, it's worth celebrating. And one group that, and I, I'm so glad that uh, Hillary and Andrew were here, especially yes. Andrew, because she's still a student. And, you know, that's got to be so exciting for you to see, like, someone taking on those dual roles. Absolutely. How, how are you getting, um, you know, the younger folks, college-age students mm -hmm. involved? Well, we're working on that now. I've already started reaching out to the younger, younger folk. Um, so like this summer, I did a program with Inspiring Minds and Warren for two days where I took the young girls and we learned about entrepreneurship. They did a little website development thanks to you, RJ, and your recommendation, oh, Quinn. Yeah. Um, so we did the website development, talking about resumes, and they did a little pitch competition for us. So we, we, were, we were growing there and then moving forward. Um, I've been in talks with some folks from YSU um, to see how we can get them more involved. And our next focus, I think 2017, will be more on STEM getting more women involved in technology. Um, if I see another opportunity that passes funding-wise, because for women, and we don't have the women here that are really pushing technology, um, I see that need. So definitely, for when it comes to the education piece and, and the higher learning institutes, such as Youngstown State University, we definitely want to push that STEM and technology and help them um, with that. And we already partner and do some great things with the Wimson College of Business as well. You know, I was just thinking about the, the top ten lists mm -hmm. you had mentioned earlier and how our position on some of them is less than ideal. Yeah. Um, but the ranking of the incubator, mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't know where they're at this year, but what matters is you're number one. Yeah. That's what matters. Awesome. And um, we're going to get there again and again and again and mm -hmm. again. Um, to me, the, the only list that matters is when uh, Youngstown is number one for starting a business here. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you really can't beat it. You've got all of these tremendous resources. You've got, I mean, just tonight, you've got a crowd full of folks that are ready, willing, and able to, to help you succeed in whatever your business may be. Um, plus the cost of living, proximity mm -hmm. to Pittsburgh and Cleveland, the, the same old tried and true right. song, right. song and dance. And, um, you know, I feel like it's bringing people in, mm -hmm. but we want to bring people in in droves. Yeah, yeah. What do we got to do to bring uh, just a rapid rush of people here? Mm -hmm. 
I think really pushing out beyond the, the Youngstown borders. Um, what I find myself doing lately is, is spending a lot more time in Cleveland. Um, and then there was someone who's trying to pull me towards the Sharon area and, and trying to go into the PA area. So I think us getting that word out and doing the competitions, like YBI is doing the AMD competition, which is a $100,000 competition if you're in manufacturing. But the condition is you have to move your business to Youngstown, Ohio. Um, I think doing those type of competitions and, and being involved in our in not only our community but broad and, sh and selling the area. I remember being on Facebook and a young lady complaining because, and it was a nationwide, you know, one of those national posts that went up from a magazine about technology, and she said, "We do not have an incubator. I wish you guys quit posting things like this." And da da da. And I said, oh, well, if you move to Youngstown from Texas, you'll be fine. You can come to our incubator. We're, right. Yes. We're number one yes. in the world two years yeah. back to back for a reason, right? Um, so, and, and I love it. I think that a lot of times if people would just take advantage of that. I had a young girl reach out to us recently from Indianapolis and was like, I, to I was told to reach out to you. Um, and we had to stop her, like, wait, wait, don't move your family yet to Youngstown. We need to talk this through first to make sure. But she was ready to come on board immediately. So I think it's just getting our word out and, and using our marketing and social media. You know, I think the best thing, uh, and you, you see me, I'm looking right at you, John. Uh, I think one of the best things that we can do for her is to get her in a car with him on the way to Youngstown. Because, I mean. He's always traveling. I'm, I'm telling you. Sell, you're going to sell her on the program, and, and YBI, he's going to sell her on everything yeah, uh, yeah, it's totally coming. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We we could we could tag team. There you go. There you go. So um, can we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here soon? But I was hoping that you could just talk a little bit about uh, the types of people or the types of ideas that you think will succeed in your program, mm -hmm. what it takes to succeed, and ultimately how people can get in touch and get involved. Absolutely. Um, so I would say if your idea or your product is a wow factor, then that's what's going to succeed. I don't like to tell someone that um, this is a stupid idea, it already exists, go somewhere, you don't need to do it. No, my question is always what's going to make you different? So what, there's a thousand people with blogs, but what makes you two different? What's that wow factor? And so once I get people to really look at the big picture, um, we're all about give me the big picture. I mean, don't, don't limit yourself. I mean, if you say, I want to be Oprah Winfrey or I want to be the next um, Bill Gates, okay, I'm with you. So how are you going to get there? And that's where we step in is how are you going to get there? Let me help you get there. Um, so I think that that's something that our program is based on. It's just making sure that we give you the proper tools to get where you need to go, connect you with the right people. If I can't do it, God knows I'll find someone who can. Um, getting you connected with those right folks to do it. Um, so any idea, um, I don't care what it is, it's, as long as you're willing to do the work and you're willing to make those sacrifices, because it will not be easy. I, I'm behind you 100%. It's when I see that you're not serious about it, then why should I be? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do the work for you, right? Why should I care if you don't? 
Um, but if I see your passion, I'm, I'm in your corner boxing, knocking people out with you, and then knocking down doors as well. Um, so we always encourage women, like right now we're going to do the We Launch Nine Week class that starts September 21st. This is our second cohort of classes. We did a spring one. Um, the next one does not open until spring of next year. Um, so you can always follow us on Facebook at Women in Entrepreneurship. Um, you can always follow us at Twitter at, a, um, at um, We in the Valley, YBI.org, our website. Always um, go on there to see what we have upcoming. Um, we, we always try to do a lot of great events and great things. We have some great things coming up September 14th. We're doing a fundraiser at Cabelli with Denise DeBartlow, York, and Manon, who's the first and only female to play professional hockey. And then while we're there, we want to display some of the women in our program. So they're going to have a showcase with their products to sell to the women that come to the event because we want to show off and support the women in our valley. And there was a lot of the local businesses that sponsored those women so they don't have to pay for a table. So. Um, Thanks to PNC Home Savings and Mercy Health Foundation, they chipped in and said, we'll, we'll, we'll chip in and help out and sponsor this event. So we have a great community, a great community, a great support system here. So if you're interested in, in our program or you want to know more on how to get involved, you know, feel free to follow us. Um, we'll be happy or reach out to me. I'm happy to help. Awesome. And, yeah. you know, I just I have one concluding thought. Um, so much with the, the City of You mm -hmm. campaign, this platform, it's about elevating what people are doing here to progress the city forward. And by allowing or even making the opportunity available for anyone mm -hmm. to start a business and get the feedback and the mentorship that they need to succeed, to, to build themselves up, mm -hmm. uh, that harkens back to the, the hard work ethic that this city is known for. Right. Um, and it, it manifests itself in different ways, mm -hmm. different channels, but it's ever present. Mm -hmm. And so long as I think your entrepreneurs, uh, anyone here, is able to still harness and access that and you know really just never let go of it, right. then, you know, we're going to have so many successful businesses here. Accurate. We couldn't do it without you. Oh, no. We Thank couldn't you do Stephanie. it without you, the uh, city of you. Trying, trying. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank Stephanie. you, RJ. Really Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.